You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Mama Work It podcast. Today, we are talking about money, 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 money. Okay, secrets out. Karaoke is not a strength of mine, but money management is a strength of my guest today, Jen Patterson. Jen is a money coach for mompreneurs on the verge of six figures in their service-based businesses. Jen is adamant about keeping the money stuff as simple as possible because her clients have other little humans to look after and keep alive too. So as a mom entrepreneur with a coaching business and two littles napping in the other room, Jen walks her simple money management talk because she has no other choice. And she wants you to learn how simple yet important getting your business finances whipped into shape should be. I'm so excited for this conversation. Jen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, first things first, just tell us a little bit more about your journey to becoming a money coach. Oh my gosh. It's been kind of a long one, but it really started out when I left university, graduated, was like, okay, going to go out in the world, be, you know, a professional. And I went into financial planning and I loved financial planning. And through that, I met a ton of other business owners. And it came up over and over and over again when I was talking to these business owners and getting to know them and getting to know like what they did and, you know, just that whole life of people who loved what they did, were really amazing at what they did, but struggled financially because, you know, for them, it felt like they could never get ahead. They could never get their handle on it. It was always something that they either put off or procrastinated on or were scared of or whatever. And after a lot of conversations with them, it really came clear to me that this was just because nobody was teaching how to manage your finances as a business owner. And I mean, nobody talks about how to manage your finances anyway, but like, and you're a business owner. There's an extra level that you need to apply to it because a lot of the sort of standard money advice comes from the nine to five steady paycheck kind of lifestyle. Whereas we all know as business owners, that is not our world. That is not our reality. So there isn't a lot of advice and how to on doing that. And it didn't really matter what type of business owner I was talking to. I mean, I remember having a conversation with a lawyer and her saying, that she went to law school for however many years law school is, came out, knew how to be a lawyer, had no clue how to run a business, and had to then kind of learn all that as well as trying to get a law practice off the ground. So, you know, like it really was every walk of life that didn't have these skills. And so that was kind of what called me to 
leave behind the financial planning and really lean into coaching and working with entrepreneurs and teaching them these skills that are really not that hard. It's just a matter of having somebody to walk you through the process so that you know the steps that you need to take. Yeah, so true. It's it's one of those skill sets that like we all need, but we we don't get necessarily taught, right? I mean, yeah. we're learning calculus, but we're not learning how to manage our finances. <laughs> yes. The derivative of a parabola was was really crucial. <laughs> I'm really glad I know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what you just said because that was not one of my favorite classes to be on. I don't know how often I went to it. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So a lot of our listeners are thinking about or have made the transition to becoming entrepreneurs and are coming from earning a pretty nice paycheck in their past or current employee life. So how do you transition from that nine to five steady paycheck of what you're used to when it comes to managing your money to now being an entrepreneur, which we all know is a little bit more fluid to say it most, I I think, eloquently. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hot mess. Um, Let's be be frank here. It's a hot mess. But it's definitely doable. So the first thing that always recommend, no matter who I'm talking to or what the sort of question on the table is, is you have to pay attention. So you can't just sit back and be like, my money's going to take care of itself because it's not. It's not going to take care of itself. It's kind of like your health. You know, you can't expect to run, you know, a mile once a year and be in good health. Like, that's just not how it works. You have to pay attention to your health in the same way you have to pay attention to your money. And that means consistently. So I always recommend an hour a week dedicated to your money. So that can be, doesn't matter when in the week, but it has to be an hour a week that you set aside. And it's no different than like a client appointment. You put it into your calendar. You say, this is my time to make sure that I am not only, you know, not overspending, making sure that's on track, but also that your invoicing is up to date and you are collecting money just as efficiently as you are spending it. So that is step one if you're going to be transitioning out of that predictable steady paycheck to a more fluid, unpredictable lifestyle. So pay attention is step one. Step two is having what I call your nest egg to pay yourself from. So you think of it, I always like to think of it like a well. So, you you know, we all have seen those big wells where, you know, when it rains, the well fills up. When it's dry, you pull from the well and it, you know, the, the level goes down. But ideally, the, ne- the well never runs dry. And so that's how you have to think of it as an entrepreneur is you have your paycheck well. So when things are really good, maybe you in seasonal or maybe you just did a launch or whatever, you fill the well and then you draw on it very slowly to pay yourself so that you can continue to make money even if the revenue isn't flowing because maybe you're in your off season, maybe you're between launches, maybe you're, you know, onboarding a whole bunch of clients that paid their bills last month. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of everyone's businesses, but if you have your paycheck well that's there to serve you, then you don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I have to bring in a new client. Oh, I have to make sure that that happens today because otherwise I'm not going to be able to make my mortgage or whatever, you know having that paycheck well is essentially your guarantee of your next paycheck, making sure that well is always got something in it. Yeah, that's great advice. I mean, it'll give you the consistency that you're used to and hoping for moving forward too. So quick question with regards to that. 
Now, when you're first starting out in business, it's hard to keep yes. your well, to keep your well <laughs> wet. <laughs> Keeping it full is very hard and it is a process. So anyone listening, particularly somebody who maybe just left a nine to five or is thinking about it, it is not something that you can do short term. It is not a quick fix. This is a long game strategy that is going to take quite a while to really show its value. But the point is, is you have to kind of get started on it. So getting started on it is the hardest part. But what I always recommend doing is you pick a percentage of what you bring in and that is your paycheck. So whether you're bringing in a dollar or you're bringing in $100,000, you can always pick, you know, 1%, 2%, 5%, 10%, 50%, whatever. And that is your money to keep. And then the rest of it, you can allocate to things like expenses and taxes and all that other good stuff that we all have to deal with. And you take that percentage and you take it out of your bank accounts that you spend money out of. You put it somewhere else because if it's in the money in the bank accounts where you spend money from, you will spend it on something else because that's just human nature. So you pull it out, you put it in a separate account all by its little self. And when you go to pay yourself, you don't take all of it. You take maybe 80% of it, maybe 75%, depending on your own situation and what's going on in your life and where maybe else you've got money coming in from. But you don't take the whole paycheck. You sort of do, like I said, 75 80%. And if you do that for anywhere from three months to a year, that will build up a very nice well for you to draw from. But it takes time. It takes time and it takes stability and that hour every week for you to make sure that, yes, I have paid myself from my revenue and how much of that paycheck do I actually want to pull into my personal accounts? Yeah. I like how you manage it via a percentage and not an yes. amount because it can no. fluctuate, right? I mean, we as entrepreneurs have some amazing months and some months where we're like, hmm, what am I doing here? So, you know, it's it's good to do it in that way because you can maintain that consistency Yet, um, and th those habits you can form, yet you're not stressing out if you're not making the same dollar am amount month to month, especially yeah. when you're first starting out. Exactly. And that's that's really why I stress using the percentage amount. Um, I know when I work with a lot of my clients, I, you know, I always talk about like the cookie. You know, how much of the cookie are you going to divvy? Because you always have the whole cookie. It just maybe sometimes the cookie's a little bigger. Maybe the cookie's a little smaller, but you always have one whole cookie. It's a matter of, okay, how am I dividing this up? And, you know, in those early days when things can be as crazy as one year, you know, one month you make $5 and the next month you make $5,000, but you're always going to have that 100%. And so it makes it much easier rather than stressing, oh, I didn't make my, you know, budget of, you know, $1,000 this month. What do I do? Where do I cut? And that's a really difficult decision to make, whereas you always have 100%. And that makes it much easier to strategize as, you know, a money manager when you're running a business. Yeah, great idea. Great idea. And I love the hour a week feature here because it it holds you accountable, right? When it's a set appointment reoccurring on your calendar, it's scheduled in. It holds you accountable for actually sitting there and doing it. And I think a lot of people tend to shy away or like procrastinate this type of work because it's scary 
or they don't understand it, or they're not sure where to start, right? So they're like, oh, I'll deal with that later. Or, you know, they, they're believing one thing that's true in their mind when actually when they look at the numbers, it could be something totally different, whether that's surprising you in a bad way or a good way. So yeah. it's really, really good to have that time set aside. One of my former business coaches used to call it, set yourself a money date. Yeah. So, I've heard it yeah. called a money date. I've heard it called a payday party. I call it the money power hour. It really doesn't matter what label you put on it as long as the time is there for you to focus on it. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I have a thousand things running through my head at any given moment of the day. And having to remember, even if you check in like once a month when you do your bookkeeping or something, 30 days is a long time. And I'm not going to be on top of every single penny but when I saw it three days ago, I'm much more clear on where I am financially. So when I make spending decisions, they come from a place of accuracy rather than, oh, I think maybe, oh, but I forgot. Hang on. Is taxes coming out soon? Oh, did I pay so-and-so? Like, there's just too many thoughts to, and then that's when things slip through the cracks. That is when you accidentally get another year subscription on something you haven't used in six months. You know, mm, all of those money black does. holes. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all been guilty of it, right? Like it happens. But when you're paying attention, you know, in that hour a week, it's much less likely to happen. Yeah. I say do this for your business, but do this for your personal life too, you guys. Oh my gosh. I just discovered this week that, and I'm, I find myself to be pretty good about overviewing and like keeping tabs on those subscriptions. But I learned this week, we have been paying for an Amazon music subscription that we do not need that one of my kids probably accidentally purchased <laughs> on the Alexa. And I was like, Ooh, cancel that. Like we don't need to be paying for that right now. You know? So absolutely. This is so important business and personal life. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love anything like I can link to time management. So like I really think time management and money management are super related. Do you? Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, it, I think they both come down to the same core factor. You have a finite number of resources and you have to utilize them in a strategic way, whether it's time, money, energy, whatever. The well is not endless. And so you need to create strategies that work for you in order to make sure that you're using all of those resources efficiently. Yeah. I'm all about the intentionality too. I think that's, that's crucial and so important prioritization. And something that gets me thinking when we're having this conversation too, is like habits, right? Habits are a big part of getting a handle of how we're spending our time, how we're using it with intention. And I would, I would say the same for money management, like the habit of how you're spending, what you're spending on, how often you're having those money dates or those power hours, you know, why do you think habits are so important specifically in this case, like as an entrepreneur managing your money? I'm so glad you brought that up, Marissa. I'm so happy because habits are literally like an entire phase of the course that I teach because they're so, so important in managing your finances. Because here's the thing, when it comes to motivation, determination, all of those wonderful things that we hear about constantly, they're really fickle and they are not reliable. They're like that friend that's, you know, shows up when things are good, but when the 
SHIT hits the fan, they're the ones that are, you know, going into the background and you're never hearing from them again. That's your motivation and your determination. Your habits, they're your best friend who is there no matter what. And whether they're a good habit or a bad habit, they're going to be there. So strategically creating habits that are going to serve you in a, a healthy way is so, so important to quality money management because when you're tired, when the motivation is not there, when the determination is gone, that's what's going to be left is your habits. And so if you have quality habits, then you're going to be set. If you have bad habits, and we all have them, like I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but if you do have habits that are not serving you, they're the ones that are going to step in when all that other stuff has flown the coop. So I am a huge learner of habits. I have probably read every book you can imagine on habit formation. My personal favorite is um, a book called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Me too. I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) I love, I love me some tiny habits. And they have like, I, I don't say this lightly, but that book literally changed my life. It changed my life to the point where like, I was not a morning person. I was a night owl through and through. And reading that book, I now get up every day at 515 to start my day so that I can get in some deep thought work in the morning, followed by a workout before my kids even wake up in the morning. And Mm -hmm. ask me that five years ago, I would have laughed in your face. (laughs) I would have told you, you are nuts that I would be able to do that. And every day without fail because of being able to strategically create habits that have served me in a positive way. And the same thing is true with money. If you can create those little tiny habits, those little trigger points, then it will serve you for years to come. Yeah, I I agree. I'm a huge fan of tiny habits, BJ Fogg. And for anyone listening, if you're not familiar, BJ's whole philosophy on tiny habits is you start super duper small because this is what is going to sustain you for the long term. And then you keep kind of adding on, right? Layering on, layering on, challenging yourself more. But starting small is how you're able to make it happen long term. So have you seen his TED Talk, Jen? I have. Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to share that quick example here for people listening. And we'll link it in the show notes too. But in BJ's TED Talk, he did this experiment on himself with tiny habits. And it was about getting, getting fit. And he tacked on the tiny habit of doing two push-ups every time he'd use the restroom. So he'd go to the restroom, do his business, get on the floor, do two push-ups, wash his hands, and go. Now, as time went on, he started to challenge himself more. And, you know, at this point, it's like months later, BJ's getting ripped. Okay? So all started from tiny habits. You can totally add a tiny habit of money management to your day. And, Jen, I'm going to challenge you. Give us one or two examples of what one of those tiny habits could be. Absolutely. So I always look for the trigger points. So that's one of the the recipes. You know, what is something that I already do that I can tack something onto that takes me less than 30 seconds? Because I have two kids running around. I've got a neurotic dog. I've got, a you know, three businesses. Like, it is not an easy thing to squeeze more time out of my day. So if I can't do it in 30 seconds, it's not going to happen. So I always like to think, okay, you know, after I park at home, I will open up my phone and check my bank balance. That is a tiny habit that will keep you on the pulse 
of your business, of your finances, of whatever is going on, making sure that you're on the pulse of where your balance is at, going to be huge. Another tiny habit that you could do is, um, I'm trying to think of another one. That's usually my go-to is the checking the bank balance because I was like the pay attention part. But you could, at bedtime routine, here's a good one. So bedtime routine is, you know, after I brush my teeth, I'm going to review my financial goals. You know, maybe you have them written on a post-it note sitting on top of your book on your bedside table. You know, I actually have them sitting in a little note card on top of my laptop. And, you know, I'm going to review my financial goals because the more you review them, the more they're going to stay top of mind and the more you're going to be motivated to actually make them happen. So, you know, after I brush my teeth, I'm going to review my financial goals. So that would be another tiny habit that you could tack on very easily. You could start that today. And it, you know, wouldn't take that much effort and it'll make a huge impact on your, your life and your business. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Thank you for sharing those. All right. Last question here. And then we're going to move on to our lightning round where we're not going to talk about money, but (laughs) what do you think is like the most important thing to do when it comes to managing your money as a business owner? Paying attention. Paying attention is the most important thing that you can do as a business owner and as, I mean, as a human being in our society, because I think the biggest mistake that people think when it comes to their money is they don't pay attention to it and then it disappears through their fingers and they wonder, I made some money, what happened to it? I don't know how many times I've heard that from clients when they'll, you know, say, oh, I did my taxes and I made so much money. Where did it all go, Jen? (laughs) Well, let's figure that out. So you have to pay attention you know, set up that power hour, it really will completely change the way you run your business. It will change the way you see money. The more you pay attention to it, the more of it that you will attract and the more of it you will be able to keep. It's so, so important that paying attention to your money. Awesome. Did you guys hear that? All you have to do is pay attention and you're going to attract more money. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, you got to do a little work too, but it starts there. It starts by paying attention. It starts with the pay attention. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you. Okay. So now we are moving on to our just for fun, random questions, lightning round, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more personally. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is your go-to get it done song? Oh, it is, um, I think it's called Stand Out. It's a song from the Goofy Movie soundtrack for the 90s kids. Yep. Powerline. Okay. I am a big Disney dork. Love myself some Disney. Stand out. Yep. By Powerline on the uh, Goofy Movie soundtrack. Listen to it. It's a fantastic song, especially if you like Prince. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that for sure. Okay. What's your guilty pleasure TV show? Amazing Race. I love The Amazing Race. It is the only reality show I can stomach. <laughs> but I just love it. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. Would you consider yourself more of an introvert or an extrovert? I am an introvert. I really am. I always thought when I was younger, I was more extroverted. But as I've aged, I like being by myself, except for a very select few people who I like the the small, you know, gathering. Some of those people will give me energy. But for the most part, yeah, very introverted. Gotcha. What if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life? What would it be? Calories don't count. Potato chips. Mm. Yeah. 
potato chips, particularly salt and vinegar potato chips, but really any potato chip. I just love them. I have yeah. no self-control whatsoever with them. <laughs> yes. All right. What if they made a movie about your life? Who would play you? I've always been told that I bear a resemblance to Helen Hunt, which I think is hilarious. Mm. And I also love her. So I think Helen Hunt would play me. You know, now that you say that, yeah, I could see it. <laughs> I don't see it personally, but uh, I've been told that more than once. Have you considered going blonde? <laughs> no. I think my husband would revolt. Because <laughs> she's she's kind of blonde, right? She's very blonde. And I, yeah. I don't, I know, I've never, I've never dyed my hair. So, um, oh, I have bless you. my whole life. That's amazing. Okay. Awesome. Another fun fact we learned about you. And finally, what is something most people don't know about you, Jen? I am a genius at folding fitted sheets. Oh, stop. <laughs> I My fitted sheets are absolutely beautiful. They are in a nice little square. And then I take the pillowcases and the top sheet and I make a little bundle. My linen cupboard is a work of art. Okay, so let's just pause here for a second. The the Enneagram 3 in me just had like a party in my brain because that sounds like a business everyone and their mother needs out there. Of like a tutorial, like something to learn how to make this magic happen because I am so embarrassed by what my fitted sheets look like here. So if you're willing to maybe pop that on YouTube, I think you could do really well with that. Just saying. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Videos and me are not are not terribly good friends, but I'll see what I can do. Maybe you could just be like a hand model in it and just show the action, you know? It's kind of a full body experience, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Okay. okay. All right, Jen. Anyway, uh, before we wrap up, please tell our listeners where they can find you for money management, not necessarily fitted sheet tutorials. <laughs> So for money management strategies, you can find me on Instagram at jenpatterson.biz. You can also check out my website, dollardivas.org. And finally, you can check out my brand new podcast, Money, Motherhood, and Entrepreneurship, which Marissa was on, which is so much fun, uh, which is launching December 1st, uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Amazing. Jen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, If you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon. But in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.